Welcome to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, your source for everything you need to go from unfocused wantrepreneur to action-taking, money-making entrepreneur. Now, your host, Brian Lofermento. Hey there, and happy Featured Friday here on the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. I am so excited about today's episode because I have dug deep into the show's metrics to see what our most listened to episodes have been since the podcast launched in September 2016. And what stood out to me big time was the different types of content that you all like, that you all listen to, that you all share with your friends. And I'm so thankful for every single episode that you listen to. I'm so thankful for every single listener and one thing that stood out to me is that episode 16 is one of the most listened to podcast episodes of all time in this show's history and episode 16 was all about how you can get featured in Huffington Post and Forbes in entrepreneur.com all over the web in major publications just by doing the things that really help reporters out and get you noticed. Whether you've actually already started your business and you're already successful, or even if you're just starting out. So on this Featured Friday, I figured I would bring you some really golden content to complement episode 16 of the podcast about how you can get featured in major publications. So I am featuring in today's episode an incredible interview with Robert Smith, who's widely regarded in the United States as one of the PR experts. So Robert is incredible. He's worked with some of the biggest names ever, and I'm not going to spoil it right now because I'm just going to hit play on this interview, and in the interview, I do a formal introduction of Robert. You're going to hear that he's worked with some of the biggest names in business. Robert has been there. He's done that, and on today's episode, he's going to teach you everything you need to know about PR when it comes to you and your business. So without further ado, let's dive straight into my interview with Robert Smith. I am absolutely thrilled today to be welcoming Robert Smith, who is a top publicity expert and author of Million Dollar Press Releases, a guide to boosting profits using free publicity. As founder of RSA Public Relations and Marketing, based in Chicago, he's gotten over $25 million in free publicity for his clients, which include authors, corporations, investors, speakers, and entrepreneurs. Robert has featured in Black Enterprise, Entrepreneur Magazine, USA Today, and Fortune Small Business, among many others. He's the host of Million Dollar Marketing, a TV show that airs in the Chicago area, as well as a business columnist for leading online sites. Now this is the coolest part. Robert has been the secret weapon behind many multi-million dollar product launches. And marketers, including Les Brown, CEO Space, Tony Robbins, The Secret, we've all heard about that book and movie, billionaire Bill Bartman, best-selling author Jay Conrad Levinson, Jay Abraham, and many others. Robert, it's such a pleasure to have you here today. Oh, thanks, Brian. It's my pleasure. Glad to be here. So that's an outstanding bio. So in your own words, tell us what exactly you do. Okay, well, I help clients get publicity. Basically, there are two routes to grow your business. One is paid advertising. The other side of that is free advertising, which publicity falls under it goes by publicity or public relations. But the goal is to help clients get exposure for their products without having to pay for it. Awesome. That's a great overview. Now, one of the most interesting things in your bio, I thought, was your million-dollar marketing TV show. Tell us about that. Sure. That's, um, 
Another part of PR is kind of sneaky. There's something on television that's called local access, which we are all familiar with. If you are a taxpayer in any market, the cable outlet there has to give away so much airtime to the public you know, for free. But then there's lease access. Lease access kind of works the same way, except you don't have to live in the area where you want your broadcast to show. And the rates are not based on supply and demand. They're set by the government. So you can go to any market by 30 minutes of airtime, and depending on where you are, it'll cost you less than $100. So here in the Chicago market, again, it's called lease access. A lot of people don't know about it. But I called the Chicago cable company, went to their lease access department. It cost me 65 bucks for 30, 30 minutes, you guys, not 30 seconds. 30 minutes, and then I would just add markets, you know, and that's how, how I kind of how I syndicated my own show. So you're telling me that anyone can start a TV show for less than $100? Absolutely. And the smaller the town, the cheaper it is. Like, I'm on the border of Wisconsin and Illinois, and if you go about 10 miles north into Wisconsin, you can get 30 minutes for $15. So I test products. I tell clients to test products. Let's test something for 50 bucks. If we can get 50,000 eyeballs on something and nobody buys, then you know not to put a lot of money behind it. Very interesting. And what kind of TV channels are these on? This, whatever your local, um, whoever your local cable outlet is, they have a separate cable channel. Um, if you think of local access, you know, we all have to see local programming. It looks kind of cheap and, you know, low budget. Well, with the lease access is you bring a completed version or a completed TV program already recorded. You just hand them the DVD or the Super HD VHS, whichever they prefer. So yours doesn't have to look low budget. Very cool. That's awesome. So at a high level, let's back up real quick and let's just generally tell us about the advantages of publicity for entrepreneurs because you talked about that being kind of the other side of the coin from paid advertising. Right. Well, we, we've been conditioned that advertising, anytime somebody is trying to sell us something, you know, our cards go up. That starts at a very young age. Most of us still flip through the channels when the commercials come on. When we buy a magazine, we're not buying it to see who's advertising in it. We want to be educated, entertained, and informed. So what publicity does, it's the reason people watch the news. It's the reason people pick up a newspaper. It's for the articles. It's for the content. So publicity allows you to put out your content and you're going to get a lot more readers and viewers because that's what they're tuning in for. They're not tuning in for the advertising part of it. And then there's a the clutter factor. The last study I saw said we are we get about 5,000 commercial messages a day. That's TV, radio, um, emails, pop-ups, direct mail. You just add it all up. So we tune out a lot of that stuff. So that's usually what advertising is. But again, if it's as content, then you're being sought out and they want to hear your story. Very cool. That's, that's a great way to put it. And I think you, you use the word content a couple of times. So let's talk about that for a second. What sort of content goes into publicity? Okay, d depending on what you do in your business, there's you answer the who, what, when, and where, and why. That's all the media wants to know about. Who you are, what you do, where you do it, why you do it. If you can answer those questions, that becomes your content. Now, everybody's story is going to be, you can have 100 entrepreneurs in the room, and you're going to have 100 different stories, even though we all are entrepreneurs because our backgrounds are different. Our upbringings are different. Our race is different. Our education is different. Our lifestyles are different. So 
that's what's make that is what makes you unique and that's what the media wants to hear great so in that case how can entrepreneurs take that publicity and turn it into profit for them I mean ultimately it's all about the bottom line so how can they make publicity enhance that bottom line sure remember publicity is just a form of marketing and getting your name out there so you want to if you have a product if you have an event if you have an ebook or whatever it is you want to sell you can start with press releases which again just answers who what when and where about your business or you get a lot of these one of my on my cheat sheet is what's called an editorial calendar ed cows for short basically that's in magazine every every month the magazine comes out I'll just show you a few here Oprah magazine Inc magazine they all have editorial calendars of what they're going to work on for the whole year so if you can take a peek and know what they're going to work on let's say in August September October and you have a product or business that fits in something they're going to cover that's low-hanging fruit because they're telling you hey August is going to be XYZ and if you do XYZ that can be an opportunity for you great so for most of us I mean myself included we look at magazines as something that we pick up and read we don't necessarily know about these editorial calendars tell us more about editorial calendars and how we can become more familiar with them or get our eyes on them sure it, it, it all begins with editorial calendars came to be because what will happen is you'll have salespeople for a particular magazine and let's say it's Time magazine and July is going to be their automotive issue so what they'll do is they'll call automobile dealerships and car manufacturers and say hey July is automobile, automobile month do you want to advertise in our magazine the auto dealerships look at it like okay well this is a special issue geared towards automobiles we'll buy an ad so that we can reach a lot of people see what PR people do is because it's automobile month they're gonna have to have articles to go with the ads so we bypass the advertising keep our money in our pocket and just write articles dealing with the automobile industry so that's what editorial calendars are is they're telling you each month what the stories are going to be then all you have to do is contact the editor and you can find their information on LinkedIn Twitter Facebook the companies the uh, newspapers or magazines website and find out who the right person is and contact them and again you can be in these special issues at no cost that's outstanding and, and something that seems very difficult to those of us on the outside of the PR industry so it's really interesting to hear your insight into the PR industry and and how to really approach it so I wanna take a step back because before we forget about your bio too much I really wanna dig in because you've worked with some of the biggest names in the industry I mean Tony Robbins Les Brown everyone's heard of those tell us what it's like working with those guys Okay, and that's not even the whole list. I, I, I amaze myself at how blessed I am. I left off Joe Vitale. I left off Chet Holmes. I left off um, Laurel Langmeyer. I left off Nightingale Conant. I left off Joel Calm. I left off Alex Mondozian. So the list goes on. But one thing I learned from those guys, and my first high-profile client of that magnitude was, was Chet Holmes, uh, who was Jay Abraham's partner. Uh, for many years before he passed so you learn high performance you learn excellence you learn uh, how to think strategically you just learn a lot of things hanging around those guys they don't they don't think like the rest of us which is I mean which is why they make 20 30 million dollars a year and have done that for the last 15 20 years that's not by accident so you learn a lot of different things from those guys 
And then what happens is you start getting invited to different things, uh, mastermind groups, retreats that aren't open to just the average entrepreneur. So now you're rubbing shoulders and speaking with other high caliber people who it would take you years and years and years to meet them if you did get a chance to meet them, let alone work with them. So that's what I learned from all those high profile guys is strategic thinking and kind of thinking out of the box and work, work, work. That's a great message. But how on earth did you get those guys as clients? I mean, surely it started with one before you, you got the rest of the big ones. So tell us about that process. Okay, sure. The, the first one, like I said, was Chet Holmes. Um, I didn't even, I know, I knew of him through Jay Abraham. I knew Jay Abraham, Jay Abraham first. Then Chet and Jay partnered 2000, 2001. I was working at the libraries, but this, you know, part of my story, I was working at the library in the basement, making $5 an hour, putting barcodes on cassette tapes. So I'm dating myself. So um, I heard about those two doing a seminar. It was a $15,000 per person seminar. But they gave away a lot of free tapes. They gave away free newsletters to get you um, familiar with their content, you, to teach you some business growth strategies, to basically tease you to come out there. So I ordered all the free stuff I could. I called and sounded like I had 15 grand. I could write the check right there. The guy didn't know I worked in the basement making $5 an hour, so he sent out his tapes and everything else. So that's how I got introduced to Chet Holmes. I would email Chet. I would send him letters. I did that for two years. And finally, in 2003, I sent him an email. He said, you know what? I admire your, your, your tenacity. I admire your patience. I got a seminar coming up with Jay Conrad Levinson, the gorilla meets karate master. It's $3,000 a person. I'll pay you $1,000 to do some PR for it. Let me see what you got. This was in 2003, and I did PR for him and up until 2012 when he passed. Wow, that's incredible. So Chet Holmes was clearly your first one. Talk about like Tony Robbins, for example, because that's a name that everybody knows. Yeah, they he, he and Chet had a, a company, Business Masteries, and I did the PR for their events. They were usually... Um, I think the last one we did was in Vegas. You're talking 600 people in there paying 15 grand to be there. So you, you really get a chance to see what a high level event looks like. And we would do the PR. So anytime you saw Chet or Tony in a magazine, or you saw him on a TV show, CNN, CNBC, that was all designed to, to sell tickets to the event. So talk to us more about that process then. So you're hired as a PR expert. How do you go about doing PR for a person or a business or an event? Sure. Well, first we get the message in the media. It's called, you know, your story. And then we create a hook. A hook is just something that a good headline or subject. What's going to get people want to stop and read the story? So, um, you know, some of these people speak for themselves. If you just say their name, if you say Tony Robbins or Mark Cuban, Jay Abraham, you typically don't need a hook. I mean, they already made a name for themselves. But for the rest of us, it's, you know, what can we bring to the table? What makes us unique? What makes our event unique? So we'll build a hook, um, you know, come up with different angles. That's another word you can use to say, okay, where there are 50 other people doing seminars this week and events, what makes us stand out? And one of the reasons you usually get PR if you stay persistent is most people don't even think about it. Publicity, they, I, I promise you, it's the last thing any business owner thinks about. 
we've been conditioned or you got to do social media you got to do radio buy radio spots you got to do tv you got to do direct mail you got to do all this stuff and then they never think wait a minute i could have got some publicity for this so you don't have as much competition as you think because most people don't think about it that's great advice. And I like how you talked about the hook because that's prevalent in all forms of marketing, especially on the internet. I mean, on social media, if you want people to click, you need a hook that encourages them to click. If you want people to open your emails, you need a hook for there in your subject line so that they open it. So let's talk more about the hook. And I know that your company did some outstanding work with a, a young musician who ended up closing over $3 million in record deals as a result of publicity. Talk to us about how you can build a hook for someone who's in a niche where there's thousands or maybe millions of other people who are doing the exact same thing. Sure, we, we see hooks every day. Anytime you guys standing in line and you, you pick up the National Enquirer or you, you're looking at the uh, tabloids at the checkout, those are all hooks. I mean, they got four seconds to grab your attention and for you to pick up the magazine and hopefully buy it. So what I do, the formula I use is, like I kind of gave you a little bit of it before, early when I said I worked in the basement of the library. So my first hook was 31-year-old former library worker makes $1 million. That's a hook. 50-year-old divorced mom of two starts a business. That's a hook. Former alcoholic turned entrepreneur. That's a hook. So you just basically take some of your background um, something that you've overcame in life and that becomes the segue into what you're doing now. And you, like I said, if in my case, the former library worker, you know, minimum aid, minimum wage earner, you know, makes a million dollars. That's the story people want to hear. So you can tell your own story, even if you haven't made money yet, the fact that you started a business, if you overcame any obstacle and started a business, then that becomes your hook. Um, and again, that's what's going to get the media interested in your story. Love it. That's that's great advice. So let's speak directly to the entrepreneurs out there who are sitting there today watching you and I, and they're saying, okay, Robert's gotten his clients featured in Entrepreneur Magazine, USA Today. How do I go about doing that for myself? Okay, well, one, you want to start with the editorial calendar because that's going to tell you what um, the stories they're working on, upcoming stories. So. Again, I, I like the low-hanging fruit. You can also do this with major TV shows. If you go to Oprah's website, if you go to Dr. Phil, if you go to Rachel Ray, Ellen DeGeneres, there's a, a link that says be on the show. So you click be on the show and you're going to see 40, 50 shows they need guests for. Then you just find the one that fits you. I had one I did this for a client recently for uh, Dr. Phil. It was have you made headlines in your city? Guess what? He made headlines in his city. So we filled out that form and he got called from a producer two days later. So to me, the easiest sell, whether it's PR or just in sales in general, is give people what they're already looking for. Then you're not really selling at all because one, they're looking for it. Two, you're presenting it to them. So the fact that I knew they were looking for people who had an interesting story, headline, where they lived, it was easy. My client had an interesting headline. They wanted someone with an interesting headline. Um, same thing with what you're doing. If, if someone goes online looking for internet marketing help and you bring them internet marketing help, you're not, you don't have to sell them on anything. They're looking for it. Exactly. That, that's great advice. So let's talk about the pitch process because you mentioned that you can go on and say be on the show. How exactly do you organize your pitch so that it actually gets seen in a mountain of other pitches? 
Okay, well, it's a little different than a, a cold email or a cold press release because remember, you're going on their site. They put up they're looking for this. So if they put up they're looking for a particular type of person for a particular type of story, and then when you click on that story, they're going to ask your name, age, or address, and then you just tell them how you relate to that story. I've done this probably hundreds and hundreds of times over the last 15 years, uh, even with the Oprah show. The first time I got a call from the Oprah show was in 2005, and it was a holiday-based show, um, Help My Wife Shops Too Much. So I filled that out, got a call from a producer, maybe not even two hours later. So you know they're looking for these type of uh, guests because they put it on their site. When you fill it out, they have an intern, they have somebody who goes through and re reads every responses. Then that's where your hook comes in, what makes you a little different from you know the 20 other people who say, hey, I wanna be on the show. Um, somewhat of a beauty contest because your story should, you know, has to fight against somebody else's story. But there's ways around that too. That's where the hook comes in and what makes you different. So the, you don't have to pitch it so much because this is what they're looking for. Um, you just give them what they're looking for. Love it. So let's talk about cold pitches for a second. I'm sure that that's a part of, of what you do and somewhat a part of your strategy. So talk about how you approach cold pitches and what the essentials are for when you're doing a cold pitch. Right. Well, the first thing, too, with, with PR is the media wants to hear from you. They need you way more than, than you need them. I mean, if you think about magazines, you think about uh, newspapers, if you think about a radio station, they have to fill that airtime with something. The newspaper comes out, there's no blank pages, they have to put something on the pages. So I teach, that can be you. All you have to do is have a story, and we all have a story, we're in business. Um, there was a newspaper, I think in Tennessee a few years ago, and on the front page it said, local man gets GED. Now that's a favorite story of mine because a lot of people say, well, I don't have anything you know, that's newsworthy. If they can put a guy getting his GED on the front page, you definitely have something you can say that's a lot better than that. So it's just a matter of looking at your business a little different. Whatever it is you do, if it's there's a, a section for your niche. So for example, if you are um, design beauty products or health related products, okay, well, every newspaper has a health section. You start there. Your local news has a health segment. You know, they might call it different things, you know, health minute, get healthy, the health segment, but they have a health segment. So you contact the person who's responsible for health related stories. And that's how you start. You can you can start with just introducing yourself, saying, hey, I'm opening up a nutrition business. If you need uh, an expert or if you need someone to comment, I'm available. But just make sure you send it to the right person. Uh, the media hates nothing worse than for someone to cover sports and then they get stuff unrelated to sports. So if you keep it to what they cover and write about, um, they'll love you for it. Awesome. So do you recommend calls or emails to the, to the right people, to the editors? I start, I mean, we, I start with an email. I mean, it's um, for most, I do both. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I, you know, I'll pick up the phone and call CNN or whoever. But for someone starting out, start with an email. Start with, if you Twitter, start with their Facebook and just send them a short message. All right, and I really like the anecdote that you used about the guy who got his GED and was featured in the newspaper for that because for most entrepreneurs, they feel like they don't have the credibility to go out and get publicity or, or they don't have enough accomplishments. How can entrepreneurs go about feeling like they have that credibility or, 
Or more importantly, how can they borrow that credibility from something or someone else in order to boost their confidence and get featured? Well, good question. In, in most local markets, most local newspapers, there's a new business section. Um, I know magazines have that new product section. So if you are a new business, you automatically have the credentials because they write about new businesses. So um, you just read your local business journal, your local newspaper, pay more attention to, again, the business spotlights where they just take a local business owner and write an article about them. Just look at who the reporter is on that, um, you know, on that article, their byline and email them. Say, hey, I'm a new business. I do such and such. And if this and this is what I tell people, like where I live, they write about a new business every Monday. It's called Small Business Monday in the Chicago area. Okay, if they do this every week and then there's 52 weeks in a year, they need 52 new businesses. So it becomes makes it basically a first come first serve. So if you send in your information, if you don't make it this week, if you don't get in next week, if you don't get in next month, if you don't get in the month after that, your time is coming because remember they, they need 52 of you guys. So that's kind of my mindset is they'll write about you if they know you exist. Awesome. Now, Robert, one of the things I really like about your business and your work is that you focus not just on national publicity, but also at the local level. So let's talk to entrepreneurs out there who are wondering, am I ready for a more national level? Am I ready for the entrepreneurs of the world, entrepreneur.com or Forbes magazine? Or do I have to first spend my time at a local level and work my way up? What's your response to that? Well, it's always good. There are benefits to both. If you're just fresh and, and really green and nervous, then you may want to start small. You may want to do a radio show in your backyard, a local um, community newspaper article, some weekend journal where you live, where you know a whole lot of people might not read it. Because that's practice, being in front of a camera, being in front of a reporter, being able to give a good sound bite. Um, so I do advise that if you're just totally, totally scared to just start small. Um, but the thing is, it's the same amount of work um, to reach the entrepreneurs, Fast Company, Inc. I mean, you can reach 10 million people and tell them about your business, or you can reach 10,000 people and tell them about your business. I usually do a mixture of both because the larger ones, you know, while they get all the, the, the glory and the fame and everybody wants to be in those, they do take a little longer. I mean, you can get in your local newspaper or your local city magazine in less than a month. Yeah, great. So you kind of hit the, you, you started the, the conversation about if people are green and very nervous about it. What is your advice to people who have never done an interview, let's say, or have never been featured in a publication? What's your advice to them? How do they calm their nerves? And, and what should they focus on saying? And how should they more elegantly convey their message? Right, it's, it's real simple. 99% of the interviews you will do will be over the phone. Radio interviews. I've done radio interviews in my own hometown, and I was, it was over the phone. I didn't even go down to the studio. Um, some cases I tell people just go to the studio just for the experience. It's a lot of fun and meet the host, you know, and build that relationship. But even for a major magazine, that's going to be over the phone. The reporter is going to call you. And so it's just like you talking to a client. It's just like you talking to a friend. There's really nothing to be nervous about because you're talking over the phone. They're taking notes or they're recording it to put the article together. Um, same thing with the radio. Even though it's coming out through the radio waves and, and an audience is listening, you're on the phone. So 
when people hear it's that easy and most of their interviews can be done by phone, that tends to take the nervousness down some. Television is different. I mean, you, you can't do an interview over the phone. Uh, they, I've seen interviews where they put someone's picture up and then you'll see such and such is on the phone because they couldn't be at the studio. But television likes to be is visual, so they like to have you there um, via video or live in studio. But for the, all of the other uh, methods, you can do it by phone. All right, awesome. And I think you're right that knowing that that's the case and knowing that a lot of times they can have pre-prepared notes in front of them while they're on the phone, I think that's a great way to, to kind of quell their nerves a little bit. So you said the word content again, so I want to dig a little deeper into content. Let's say for those entrepreneurs that maybe have a business and they've got a, a nice small set of clients and they're slowly growing, what sort of stories or pitches should they be sending in to try to get more publicity? If let's say it's just business as usual moving forward. Sure, it 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 depends on their goals. Um, for the business goals, because PR can help you do that. I'll give you use myself as, as an example. Um, you know, I'm looking to grow to 10 million a year, and then I reverse engineer. Okay, well, how do you do that? And I'm like, okay, well, I need bigger partners. I need bigger clients to notice me. So with the larger ad and marketing budgets, so. I create um, a partnership, I write a press release and get an article about the partnership in the magazines that they read. Again, it doesn't have to be ink or entrepreneur, it can be whatever industry you're in. If you're in the uh, you know, construction industry, okay, well there are trade journals and there are magazines and newsletters for people in construction. So if that's who you want your clients to be, then that's where you want your articles. And your articles can dictate or kind of track who it is you want to attract by what the article is about. And so um, that's one way they can do it. And I actually like that better to go vertical, go market to market instead of just these big national business magazines. Um, one strategy, again, just use myself as an example. I wrote a report, it was called 21 Ways Chiropractors Can Get Publicity. So I sent that to all the chiropractor magazines. I do uh, remove chiropractors and put 21 ways salon owners can get publicity. Sent that to all the salon and beauty uh, industry publications. Took salon and beauty off and put 21 ways doctors can get. It was the same press release. It was the same article. All I did was change whichever niche I wanted and send, to, send it to the media that covers that industry. So let's talk about the makeup of a press release because so me personally in my business life, I know how simple press releases can be. But for people who have never prepared it before, talk about the structure of a press release and, and how they can go about actually creating one and how long it needs to be so that we can kind of take the pressure off of entrepreneurs. Right. The easy way, you guys, is go to Fiverr and pay somebody 5 or $10 to write your press release. That's the easiest way to do it. Um, but you still want to know the structure. You, it, and basically, it's who, what, when, where, and why. Who you are, what you do, where you do it. Uh, a little bit more about your business. But I tell people, if you're not doing PR full-time, now with Fiverr and Elance, some of these other things, you can pay somebody a couple of bucks. But you still want to have a working knowledge of it so you can know if what they send you is acceptable. So, but you don't need to know what I know. I've been doing this 15 years. You don't, <laughs> I do it because I have to do this for clients. But whatever business you're in, you want a working knowledge of PR uh, press releases and public public relations. And then the same thing with Fiverr, you can buy a media list. You can say, hey, I want all the reporters in my town. I want everybody who covers 
automotive industry in the country. I want all of the top 200 TV shows and news networks um, in America, and it's $5. So now you have your media list, phone, address, email, fax, Facebook, Twitter. You get all that. All right, awesome. Great tips there. And for those of you not familiar with Fiverr that Robert is referencing right now, it's F-I-V-E-R-R, -R, so two R's at the end, dot com. That's a great resource, so thanks for that tip, Robert. Now, let's talk about uh, one sentence that you said a little earlier in our session today where you said that journalists and reporters like to have stories brought to them because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they need that content. So how can we become the experts that these reporters and journalists turn to and how can we always be in their minds so that they keep coming back to us? Easy. It's, it's the same way you, you do any type of uh, email or direct marketing campaign. You want to stay in their face. You want to follow up. But it starts with the initial contact. And I think um, maybe Facebook, maybe Twitter, maybe email is less threatening than most people. So if you get, if you read your local newspaper or watch the news and you find a reporter's name, you want to, you want to, you can email them. In most cases, their email numbers uh, address is right on the article because, you know, that's how you contact them. And then you just tell them who you are, you know, um, you read their article, you're in this industry and just put in the email. If you need, if you're doing future stories and you need another source, I'm available. That same message can be used in LinkedIn. You can, you can send that through Twitter. Um, but it's key that you initially reach out so that they know who you are. And then what's going to be, what's going to happen is you'll be Rolodexed. They'll put you in their file. So anytime those stories come up, you're the first person they call because this is what this is the way the media works. When the reporters come in and the editor hands out their assignments, okay, I want you to cover this, I want you to cover this, I want you to cover this. They go through their well now with their phones and tablets to see who they have in there that they can call. If there's nobody in there, then they get on Google, used to be the yellow pages, and they find somebody who does that. So if I'm a report a reporter. And let's say this is National Dentist, uh, National Teeth Week. They're, you know they're going to need to talk to dentists. If there isn't a dentist already on file that they can call, they'll just go through the yellow pages or they'll just get on Google and find a local dentist and keep calling to ones available. That's the level, the depth of the research they do is that simple. So what you can do is leapfrog over everybody, contact them and say, I'm in this industry. If any stories come up, I'm available. And then you just do that once a month. All right, awesome. That you make it sound so simple, Robert. So I'm sure, I'm <laughs> you know, sure a lot you know, of people. I, right, it 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 is it is simple. Um, that's funny because I had a had a a client. It wasn't a client. It was a friend of a client who emailed me because we got him on Forbes, and his friend said, "How does this guy like? Why are you paying him? This is so easy." And my thing is. It is easy. It's just most people, if you knew how it worked and if you stayed patient, you, you could do your own PR. I mean, I'm not doing anything that fantastic nobody else can do. I just know how it works and I do it and I keep doing it. You can learn how to write a press release. You could find the people who to send it to. I just told you to get a media list from Fiverr. Um, it just sounds really, really easy to me because I've been doing it 15 years. But my very first press release, here's a personal story. My very first press release that I wrote in 1998, 
I got two out of the three TV stations to want to cover another business I had. And I would I would pay anything to see what those press releases look like because that <laughs> I was fresh out the box, you know, but it, it was <laughs> enough along what they were looking for that they called me. Awesome. So that definitely takes a little bit of the stress away from it. And based on this conversation, it seems like everyone should just try their hand at it. I mean, it doesn't hurt to start putting your press release out there in the world, and only good things could come of it. Right. And again, it's it's all marketing. The, the companies that grow and entrepreneurs that you mentioned earlier, there's a reason we know them. And we know them because of the press, the publicity, the Tony Robbins and the Jay Abrahams and the secret because you didn't see a Super Bowl commercial. Tony didn't do a Super Bowl commercial. He doesn't spend a hundred million dollars a year on advertising like Coca-Cola and 18th, you know, some of these well-known brands that we know. This was all PR driven. So anybody who, again, and then whatever level you, even if you don't want to get to that level, your industry should know who you are. The people in your city, if you're a chiropractor, the people in your city should know who you are. You might not want to be on Ellen. You might not want to be on Oprah. I get it. But the people in your city should at least at least know who you are. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I want to dive into, because you talked about Google, and you said how journalists and reporters will go into Google to find their people. And one thing that I like about your business is you talk about having a Google resume. What is a Google resume, and what do entrepreneurs need to do to improve their Google resume? Yeah, all, all that is is just a, a fancy term of when people Google your name, you controlling for the most part, what they see. Um, I think, again, another study I read, like 95% of people will Google something first. They'll research a product, they'll research a company. I mean, we all do it. Even if you call somebody on a caller ID, there's no name, they'll Google the phone number to see who it belongs to. So you can control, uh, this kind of gets into search engine optimization and search engine marketing, but your Google resume is just what people see about your business when they search for you. And online articles, online press releases will definitely give you uh, Google juice. So that's why you want press releases online is because when people search for your name, it's associated with these media outlets. Um, so that's all that is, is just beefing up your resume, you know, by having controlling what people see when they do search for you. All right, awesome. So how can people leverage the publicity that they do get? So for example, let's say I was featured in Entrepreneur Magazine tomorrow. What do I need to do to have that impact my Google resume? What do I have to do to leverage that credibility moving forward? Sure, something national like that. um, I would definitely let my local business media know. So if you were an entrepreneur, I would contact the business editors at the local newspaper, the community newspapers, the business newspapers, and say, hey, local guy was on entrepreneur your local media will run that because you or if you are any national media let your local media know because that's the story like you know one of our hometown people one of our you know local gals was in the national spotlight so that's one way to get leverage then also you find out if you are an entrepreneur Inc magazine fast company success fortune they'll all be interested in your story because you, you've proven that you have a national uh, newsworthy story. That's why you were an entrepreneur. Now, it might, that's why you, when you read a magazine, typically you've seen Tony Robbins in a bunch of magazines. You just didn't see him in Entrepreneur. He's been in Fast Company. He's been in Inc. He's been in Success Magazine. Uh, you read about the Apple iPhone. You read about that in USA Today and Newsweek and Time. They, these guys uh, follow the leader. So if you're good enough to be in one media, you're good enough to be in, in them all. 
All right, awesome. Now, I know a lot of people who do have publicity success, such as your own business, you put on your website as featured in. How important is that? Oh, that's very important because of the it credentializes you. And one of the things, too, in, in PR aside, it's more impressive for people who aren't in PR. So if you let's say, um, you know, we'll stay with the with, we'll use a hairstylist this time. OK, if you're looking you're new to a city and you're looking for a barber or a hairstylist and you see one just a stale general bio then you see one who's beyond been on cnn she's been on dr phil makeover show she's been in ink uh, not ink but in style magazine giving beauty tips who do you think you're going to go to probably the one with the media credentials doesn't mean she's better doesn't mean she's the best doesn't mean her prices are lower or higher it's just we as a as a people when we see the media credentials we elevate people's status so if you have someone who doesn't have that and then you have someone who does typically people are more impressed with the person with the media credential all right awesome and and a great point to make so that everyone's aware of how they should leverage it even after they've appeared in these publications so let's talk about press releases for a second because i mean that's been the common theme throughout this entire conversation what are your thoughts on services like pr web and is putting a press release out there enough or is there still work that needs to be done yeah, it, it depends on what you're trying to accomplish. If you're actually trying to get customers and clients, these online uh, press release services, they, they aren't going to do that. Um, but they will give you a nice Google resume because they're they're um, syndicated and then they have the, you know, they're set up to where they'll show up in the search engines. So if someone Googles your name or some, your product, they'll see some of these articles. But if you're trying to use PR to get clients, typically you need traditional PR. You need to be a radio guest. You need to be on television. You need to have a magazine or a newspaper write an article about you um, so that when people who read you or uh, read about you or see you will want to call. So how should we supplement our PR web efforts? I mean, does it go back to emailing the, the exact same press release to these editors or what else should we do? Exactly. Whatever you're, whatever you're putting on PR web, you want to use, you want to send it to traditional media outlets. So again, so you can take the same press release. Um, so now you have a press release that you put on PR web, then you find out, okay, who in your local area, your local media covers that topic and you send it to them. What industries, um, what, you know, newsletters that cover your industry, you send it to them, you find out radio and TV shows, the people who cover that topic for radio and television and you send it to them. So there's not 10 different press releases you need to come up with. You can stick with the one, but you have leverage because you're sending it in multiple places. Awesome. And again, I want to repeat, if you're sending it to the person who covers that topic, you're all good. They won't um, be upset. They won't um, regard you as spam because this is what they cover. So again, just make sure you're sending it to the person um, you know, again, I'll say beauty. If someone covers beauty topics, you can send them press releases all day long. I mean, they cover beauty topics. You just don't want to send them something off topic. All right, awesome. So let's talk about the premium or additional costs that are involved with services like PR Web, where they say that they'll put your press release on 
20,000 newswires and get it reached to X thousand journalists and TV channels and radio stations. Are those services worth it, or should we just stick to the bare basics and then take this advice that you've given us about manually emailing it to the right people? Now, if, no, and with these premium services, and I, and I have used some in the past, um, if they're going to email or fax it directly to the reporters, that's fine. If, if you don't have a method of doing that, um, that's essentially what I just said as far as using PR web, then you also want to send it directly to the reporters. So if they're going to do the heavy lifting and doing that, do that for you, definitely sign up for it because what will happen, again, PR web is traditionally online. Now if you actually want to be in a newspaper or be in a magazine, then you have to approach the, the people directly via email via phone call and if they're going to do that for you and you know and remove some of the heavy lifting you know I'm all for that alright awesome thanks for confirming that so what sort of actions we've talked about a whole bunch of different things that people can focus on from press releases to their Google resume to emailing journalists and TV reporters what sort of actions should entrepreneurs listening to this and watching this today take in order to get promotion and publicity for their business okay um, this, they would need to get clear on what it is they want to promote. They shouldn't have four or five different things in the press release. It should be one product, one service, one event, and then you can give as many details as possible. So just start with that. Um, ask yourself, what is it that I want to promote? If it's the overall business and you just want to, what's called a, a profile piece, um, you know, just write the, you know, your mission statement or your bio and that kind of becomes the press release. If it's product related, then you want to spend most of the, the bulk of the press release talking about the product. Um, I think with press releases, um, if you can send the right information to the right person, a lot of times the media know that you don't, if you're not a publicist or you didn't hire a PR firm, um, I mean, they're not going to look down on you. And if, it's, if they feel it's a good enough story, you know, I don't want you to think you have to have everything perfect and write the perfect press release because it's the story first. If they don't feel what you're talking about is, you know, newsworthy, you know, I, I don't care what the press release looks like. The story isn't newsworthy. But if they feel it's a newsworthy story and you don't have the best looking press release, they'll still do the story. That's why I brought up my very first press release and how I like to see what that looked like because it was my first one out of the gate and I got two TV stations called. So it's more uh, substance than you know how it uh, actually looks. All right, awesome advice. So you've been a wealth of knowledge about all things publicity and PR. Let's talk about you and your business. How do you plan on growing your business from here? Yeah, what I'm doing, I'm looking and finding partners now. Um, you know, I'll do it for a little bit and then I'll forget about it and then I'll go back and I'm like, oh, I need to get more partners. So that's what I'm doing now is to partner with companies. Let's say one company I'm talking to now, they have 50,000 small business customers. So we'll create a partnership and they'll endorse me, you know, to all 50,000 of their customers. So now I'm predisposed, my PR firm, um, you know, my products to these people, um, you know, who, who never heard of me before. And then I just create one partnership after the other. And I learned from Jay Abraham, that's how you get the, the quantum growth is you partner with companies that are larger than you, have more clients, bigger database, and they can um, put you out in more places. 
All right, awesome. So I've been giving all of our summit speakers the opportunity to make what I call a humble brag. So tell us what your favorite part about being an entrepreneur is. Oh wow, the is definitely the the lifestyle. Um, you know, I'm a late worker. I work to two or three in the morning sometimes, so it's nice to get up when I feel like it. And then I couldn't do that before when my kids were smaller because you had to get them ready for school. But now I got teenagers and they know how to make it out of the house without me. So. I like having my days set to where I can do what I want to do when I want to do it. All right. Love it, Robert. I totally resonate with that. So I can't thank you enough for joining us for the IM Summit this year. You have given us a ton of insight into how the press release and, or the PR industry works and publicity. And that's going to be a huge success for everybody who's watching this and takes action. So where can viewers learn more about you and your business? Sure. They can go to my site, www.getpr.info. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robert. It's been a pleasure speaking with you today. Oh, thank you, Brian. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.